I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Same, same. Yeah, we yep. have a um, we have a store here called H E B. It's Herbert E Butts. <laughs> it's actually the guy's name, so I know why he called it H E B because uh, you don't want a store called Butts Grocery. Um, but they have this coffee. It's Houston blend. I'm in Houston, uh, Houston blend, and we buy it by the by the case. Uh, it's so good. I'm Matt with Voltner Woodworking and your host of the Maker Lounge podcast. And I'm joined today in the lounge with Pete, Trey, and Rod. Thanks for hanging out with us in the lounge. And this episode, we're going to be um, all woodworkers. We each have our own unique style and clientele. Uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about uh, some CNC and some laser stuff. Uh, whether you're listening to us in the car, in the shop, or at your job job, our goal is to make you laugh a little and share ways we can bring our crafts together uh, to build a better brand. Uh, this will be a two-part series uh, with these guys, and so make sure that you save our podcast to your library so you can be notified when the next episode drops. But let's get into it. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's let's chat here with Pete, Trey, and Rod. I'm honored to have the three of you guys on here because each one of you has uh, inspired me uh, in my journey. Um, you know, Rod, I know that you and I connected early on with the Stepcraft. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. one of your early on videos before I even bought the machine. And uh, so, you know, connected with you. And then uh, Trey, I connected with Trey, just was saw some of his early builds and stuff like that. And, and the way that he incorporates his family into what he does. And then Pete, you know, Pete's like a mastermind. I'm always wondering what's in the guy's brain. And so uh, Pete, <laughs> you and I, we said that, you know, I, I told you at one point, I think if you and I... Uh, teamed up we could like rule the world um just <laughs> if i could just be in your well, brain for a minute you know thanks matt i appreciate that but your work's pretty amazing too it's it's really just in the really camera awesome angles projects. it's 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 all in the camera angles it's really not next level work it's <laughs> i think it's the beard i think it's definitely the beard <laughs> yeah. the beard we, we were talking about that yeah yeah because uh, because I, I there's no way i can grow a beard so yeah. uh, that's something I've always been envious of. <laughs> you, you know, oh, every too. once in a while. This is about it. <laughs> every once in a while, Trey will send me a message on Instagram, like a video message, and he's got this filter on it. It's got a beard on it with some sunglasses and, and like a metal grill. And I'm I'm starting to think that, that Trey needs a beard. Uh, but, it, you know, too bad you grow it like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's all peach fuzz with a little bit of neck yeah. beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe, you know, Halloween's coming up. You can just grab one of those fake beards. and Yeah. There's a lot of beards in woodworking. There's a ton of beards in woodworking. I'm often quite jealous. Yeah. Every account I go to. I'm it's like, almost a uniform now. Yeah. They agreed. It's wild. It's it's a rite of passage, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my, my, my woodworking is subpar. It's it's the beard that makes, you know, people go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at WorkbenchCon, I gave you all my beard butter or whatever came in that. Uh... That's right. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I was walking around WorkbenchCon, and um, one of the little things that they put in the package, because if you know if you go, uh, I don't know if you guys do these events or whatever, but it, you go to WorkbenchCon, and they give you a little uh, bag of goodies. You know, there's different, you know, small clamps and all that kind of stuff. And, and there was all these girls, and then, uh, you know, guys like Trey who have peach fuzz. And one of the things that they put in there was uh, beard oil. 
So everybody just walk up to me and just hand it to me. Like, no, they didn't even say anything. They were just hand me beard oil. So I think I got like 10 or 12 things of beard oil. <laughs> yeah. How good. long did it take you to grow that beard? I had, it, it was, it was short for, for a long time. Um, and then I think just during COVID, I was just like, oh, I'm going to let it grow out a little bit. And, um, then my wife, now she's like, no, you're not going to get rid of it. Um, I, <laughs> it's trimmed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so it's trimmed back actually now. It was, it was a lot longer and unmanageable and now it's incredibly gray and it, it just looks more gray on camera. So, uh, you know, people will totally judge me. Is that a Shea Poco in the back, Rod? Yeah, yeah, that's actually, uh, well, I have a story with the, the progression of my CNCs um, because it, it, it escalated quickly. Once I got into it. Yeah, mine did as well, but I'm really curious because he said that he got in touch with you over the Stepcraft. Yeah. And then I just saw, or I noticed the Shea Poco there too. That was the that was the first um, gantry um, CNC that I had. I actually have the fir my first CNC ever was a Shaper 3D, the handheld one. If you've ever seen yeah. those, yeah. so I still have that. And then I went to the gantry because um, I realized that it was you know two different things. And then when we started getting into more production, uh, I needed something with uh, with the auto tool changer. So the Stepcraft was uh, was it, and that's that was a game changer for me, just uh, for the kind of shot, kind of things that we do. Does that work pretty flawlessly, like the tool changing? Right. Oh, right now it does. They've. Um, this is like the second generation. When uh, I had gotten like one of the first M series when it came out, it was in July of two thousand, and uh, they had uh, the tool changer they had for the original D series, uh, and and that worked. It was there were some some issues with it. Uh, number, the biggest issue was you couldn't have a dust shoe, you know, to, to use with it. And so I waited for that for almost a year. They came out with a new magazine, and now it works flawlessly. And it, I, I would, there's no way I could go back, you know, if I was looking at other machines. That's it's just for the kind of things that I do. I some some of the projects I have are five, six tool changes, and you know we're doing batches of, of different things. Rod and I, I had actually when my intro to uh, 3D printing was I got a 3D printer so I could print a. Um, a dust boot for my for my stepcraft because that that dust boot that comes with it it's got a one inch port it screams at you it's it's super loud it's a uh, toy so, yeah yeah it, yeah. it, it, it basically you, you know those little hoses that you like whip around and they like go, they whistle at you that's basically what it sounded like when you were using the the dust boot so i mm -hmm. i designed this little dust boot thing and i was gonna 3d print them for everybody and I dropped the ball on it, uh, you know, because of other commission work. And then all of a sudden Rod comes out with a, a much improved version of it with like acrylic and stuff too. Right. You, Yeah, it was, uh, it was acrylic. Um, basically because the, the original one was acrylic and I just made one to use a larger hose and, uh, yeah, it was a fun project. Yeah. I had some, and, and again, these are all things I had shown on my old feed, but I, you know, I guess I'll have to revisit them at some Time point. Time to repurpose them. Yeah. Start putting them back out. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. You got pl was, plenty of content. Yes. I would say exactly that because I have, I obviously I didn't know you before in your old account or now, but I know I've seen your account now and I, I didn't know any of this. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So Pete, you're a, you're a, a shaper, uh, 
got I mean you you have all kinds of different I mean now you have an avid. No, I started with a the small two foot by four foot avid CNC. Just because I've I saw so many makers on YouTube use it like the the uh, Marble Machine X folks, which I totally idolized. And uh people like yeah. Frank Howarth and and uh other mm-hmm. folks. I think that's the biggest thing that we're missing right now on that machine is a tool changer. Like, I'm so jealous when I heard that. There, you is, there is one. There is one, but you got to you got you got to build it yourself almost. Oh, uh, okay. You can get the uh, the spindle and everything, but yeah, it's one of those you know DIY type of uh, type of builds. You know? Avid was like my on my short list before I ran into um, uh, Eric over there at Stepcraft, and he convinced me to to go with them. I almost went Avid, uh, but then I found the CNC for Newbie, if you guys have heard of that company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the 48 by 48 turnkey. So, But I almost went Avid, but again, it was like $3,000 cheaper for the same size. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had to build it. But Yeah, the Avid's you definitely have to build yourself. My, my original CNC was a small 12 by 14, I think, footprint. It was like the original... Um, You've seen the Shark brand um, CNCs. So they were like original. um, And I had their smaller version, the Piranha. (laughs) And I used it for about two weeks. And I got the the little laser. It was a little three, you know, uh, three watt diode laser. That was like $800 attachment. And um, I think I spent probably three grand on that stupid thing. And I... Yeah, but you learned, right? Oh, I learned. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In fact, the the video that I just uh, I did a throwback Thursday on it was like a bowl, um, like yeah, I saw making that. a bowl. So the original design is that's what I used is that smaller machine. So I just basically repurposed the file on the Stepcraft, and um, and you know, but yeah, the footprint. I like in two weeks. I was like, okay, this is this is ridiculous, and then that laser took four. Ever to do anything with <laughs> three watts? That's what happened with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, with um, the Shapoko, they have uh, the same same kind of deal. You can put a laser on it, and I played with that for a while, and it was yeah, you, you couldn't even cut anything, but you could engrave no. fine. And so obviously that led me to a CO two laser. I started with the Shapoko three, the mm-hmm. original, the sixteen by sixteen, and then I went to the three XXL, yep. and then I jumped up to the forty eight by forty eight, but. Uh, I had also tried one of those Chinese lasers, like that's Matt what I was have, saying, yeah. and it yeah. took forever uh, until I got the CO2, but yeah. Oh, the diode lasers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's amazing what those Chinese lasers can do. Yeah. Somebody asked me, should I get the uh, laser attachment for the Stepcraft? Because they were thinking about getting Stepcraft. They're actually going a different route now, but... They uh, they're like, should I get the laser attached? I said, no, get a freestanding laser. Like ju- the little diode lasers, they're just they're not. You you are quickly gonna compare yourself against other people's lasers. You know their their content, and you know they're doing deep cuts and stuff with their lasers. And so, I strongly encourage anybody. I mean, even if you just went, um, what is the one, the X tool or whatever? I don't think it's that expensive, right? The new one, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's even fairly that's expensive like really for a diode setup, but uh, it's not it's not bad, and it's apparently it's supposed to be pretty good. Pete, do you have a a, a laser of any sort? No, I've been wanting to get one, um, but Steve over at Making It Home, he I think he yeah. just got uh, the one that 
Matt just mentioned. What's it called? The he did. Yeah. The X tool or X, 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 X? Yeah, I think it's X tool. Yeah. yeah. He's been putting out a bunch of engraving videos on on glass. Cool. Yeah, the the glasses um, were impressive, and I like I said I've tried and I've never gotten those kind of results. Like it always. Did you use the acrylic paint or no? He used um, he used uh, what kind of paint? Tempered or something. <clears throat> yeah, it's tempered, tempered paint. paint or something. Yeah, there you go. That's what it was. I think it's to block out the transparency. It does oh, yeah, out. the reflection. I think it blocks so, out yeah. the transparency. Yeah, because I know that like darker woods, they engrave. Um, darker woods engrave a lot better than lighter woods. Like it, anytime I do like yep. a maple cutting board, it's always you know subpar compared to a walnut. Walnut just like man, gorgeous. Well, I think walnut in general always shows best. Yeah. Well, have you tried the borax trick on any of it? Yeah, so tell us about so that. So lighter, lighter woods, lighter woods you can use borax. I don't remember the exact um, formula to it, but you basically take it on there, you just wet the entire fascia down, and then let it dry. What it does is it, instead of reflecting it on the lighter woods, it'll actually absorb the heat, and you'll get that darker burn or uh, engraving on it. Because what happens with the lighter woods is it, it reflects it more and it won't absorb it. Uh, and that's Makes sort of sense. the, yeah. yeah. And it really has worked a ton for me. I, I just did some, uh, it was really interesting cedar uh, signs and I did that trick and it, it was impressive of the difference it made with and without. That's a great tip. Thanks, Trey. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see your your laser content when you come out with it, Pete. I mean, like all these jigs that you make, um, like oh, yeah. to be able to personalize all that stuff just with you know with lasers and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! Now I see some stuff on For your sure. on your feed with that has laser stuff. Or do you get do you have somebody else do that laser? Uh, no, I I um, haven't done any laser stuff. But they they gave me a cutting board. My my friend's blue pine workshop. We we had like a little maker meet up in the garage and they brought over a cutting board. But the detail on that, like I'm not sure what what uh, laser they have, but really fine detail. It's almost like a number two pencil, um, really accurate. So that yeah. would have to be a CO2 at that point. Yeah. Right. But I, I follow yeah. uh, Chris over at um, A Glimpse Inside and I've been watching a lot of what he's been doing with, with actually using a really high power laser to cut out some of his designs yeah. and that seems like the way to go like being able to cut like a quarter inch plywood with with the laser yeah um, absolutely that dude's got a lot of cool All things too. yeah yeah and he, i mean he's running a really great business too yeah be nice to he, he went like full steam ahead Quarter inch is still pretty thick to cut on a CO2 of a lower end until you get up to like the 130 watt. Now, mm -hmm. you get up to like 130 watt, a quarter inch, yes, you can do it. But anything more than that, I'm going to tell you to stick it on the CNC. Uh, just from my personal experience, I have an 80 watt CO2 and it does cut flawlessly with mm -hmm. up to a quarter inch. Uh, but a half inch, it struggles. I'm not saying it won't do it, but it's not worth the effort that you could still get on the CNC. Yeah, and it's not as clean. Uh, I have a 100 watt, and the thing is, with the way the laser cuts, it's gonna taper your, your, your walls. Your walls aren't gonna be straight if you cut that deep, the deeper you cut. So why, that's why one thing to watch that? out for. But if, yeah. 
Why is it, why does it cut? I because mean, of the way the way lasers work, the the beam is focused. So at the tightest or the the finest um, detail is going to be at the focal point of the laser. So what happens is as it's getting deeper and deeper, um, it's going to get to a point where it's going to you know it, it's going in at a very slight angle, and you can use different lenses. Like I have like three different lenses to do different um, you know different applications, but because it's not perfectly straight like a router bit, you will get a little bit of a taper. So we make these um, these backgammon games that use triangles. And we have to flip them upside down because there's a taper, and that actually works to our advantage because we can use that as a kind of a, a, a inlay technique. I was going to ask if you could use it to your advantage and actually do like a 45 degree bevel on on certain things. Like, can you actually angle your laser to to give you the bevel? No. No, it, it's it's not a very uh, uh, significant angle, but there's still an angle. If you tr if you, if you think it's going to be square, it's not. Yeah, think of it like a thirty degree V bit. Your sense. focal point is at the surface when you start to cut. Mm -hmm. That's going to be your strongest and tightest beam. So mm -hmm. if you say a quarter inch, which granted it's not going to be off much, but your light reflection will be out a tad, mm -hmm. and then think of a half inch, then it grows and, and so on. That's why, because there's no Z adjustment actually when you're cutting, unlike a CNC where it'll drop down and cut. You know, this is just a solid beam of of just power. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and one of the techniques you have to use when you're doing thick wood is you like, uh, unless you have an expensive machine, you have the you can move the the bed up and down. But uh, one one of the techniques you use is you move the bed. Like, say you're doing, you have to do it in two passes you move it up so that the focal point is somewhere in the middle or beyond it so that it'll cut through. So you can do, you use tricks like that, but when you do that, then, you know, you start getting that, you know, throwing that angle in there. It's minor, but sometimes it yeah. can mean a big deal. It just, like signs, simple signs, if you're doing overlay signs, it's no problem at all. But yep. again, like you said on your game, if you're trying to do different things and actually get them to fit, it could be an issue. And, and where you can see it the most is we tried to, because it's fast. I mean, that, once you use a laser, because it's so fast and it's, you know, there's a lot less setup time. You just put your, your workpiece on the bed, you cut it, and you're, and you're done. Um, I wanted to try to use it for cutting acrylic because there's some things we make out of acrylic. And for up to a quarter inch is fine, but you try to do, you know, you try to do anything thicker and you will, you'll definitely see the, the angle in there. And, and, yeah, and I have a 40 watt. That's the other nice thing about it. Yeah. I have a 40 watt and it struggles to get through a quarter inch in a single pass. So it just takes, for me, I mean, if you've got an 80 watt, imagine it taking twice or even more uh, oh, longer yeah. Yeah. Just, to, just to get something cut on. And so I'm like, now I'm like, uh, ready to upgrade, you know, and get a higher power machine. So. Yeah, I would say if, if you're thinking of getting a 40 watt, get an 80 watt. If you're thinking about getting an 80 watt, get 130 yep. watt. <laughs> well, that go, that goes for any tool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You exactly. Get, you get what you can afford at the time, right? Buy as big yeah. as, as you can, like a safe. You buy yeah. as big yeah. as you can, or you can fit in your room and just call it a day. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys know what a good wattage is for cutting like thin metals? Um, you can't really cut metal. With a CO2, plasma. you have to use a fiber laser if you're good, yeah, or a plasma cutter. But a fiber laser is what's uh, be, uh, just because of the frequency of, the, of CO2 laser, it's not designed to cut metal. So you can engrave, and even with engraving, you have to use a special spray to, you know, uh, I think it's called Surmark. You spray it, and then it'll it'll kind of uh, 
uh, burn or etch the, the design, but you can't really cut metal, unfortunately. So I just recently got a fiber laser. I say recently, I've had it for about three months now. Uh, it's a 50 watt and it, so it has a 12 by 12 bed, which doesn't sound like much, but most of the things that you will mm -hmm. cut on it uh, will all fit within a 12 by 12. I think the size thing to our minds uh, affect us in different ways, but a 12 by 12 is still pretty big. So I do a lot of tumblers, uh, custom cups and stuff like that uh, on there. I don't do a lot of cutting but you can cut thin aluminum uh, and stuff pretty easily. It just comes down to what you want. So I just did a bunch of uh, uh, fishing baits for a, a guy out of uh, 60, what is it, 60, 61 aluminum, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong on the number on that. And took two passes on a hatch and it engraved flawless. Like, it's, it's pretty impressive. Even at a 50 watt, I mean, now they make 100 watts, uh, the JTP or JPTs. It's pretty amazing what's out there. I just started looking at the Laguna uh, website for fiber lasers, and uh, it looks like they have some amazing products, but, like, one of them is $88,000, another one's $100,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the 50-watt fiber laser, I've got the 50-watt fiber laser with a rotary, which is a chuck rotary for it, and I have about 5500 in it which sounds a bunch, and I'm not taking away from it, but right now I have a like $2,200 order for cups, just cups. Wow. And a cup will only take me about six minutes. So like you think the turnover there, and I can just keep them rolling. Uh, so there's a lot of money to be made, and there's nobody around me local, so I don't know if that's something you guys are interested in, but do a quick search on, you know, marketplace and see if anybody's selling, you know, laser engraved cups and then just go from there. But it's impressive as of the speed that it'll do on metals. Are you posting on marketplace? Is that how you're getting jobs? Like how do you, or how do people find you? Like even for the, like the fishing lures or whatever, how does, how does that come about? Cause that's not something you've done before. Yeah. So the cups, it's, it's really interesting. The cup deal started off with one local company um, that I kind of reached out to and said, hey, I'm offering this now. And I did that with a few companies that I knew, somebody that at least worked there, say, hey, if I can help you. But what I would do is every single cup, I stuck a, a, a business card in, every single one. Because I knew these cups are going to be given away to other people either in the company or out of the company or just around, around our local town. And from those, I've picked up, it. like I said, this one $2,200 order came from a single business card in a cup from that company to another company. And that has, now this, comp, this company, I have 122 business cards going out to who knows who in the community or, or further. So that'll be pretty big. Uh, hopefully, it'll just keep rolling from there. And that alone has kept me busy. So how is your competition in your area as far as other people who do what you do? Not very hard. Uh, there's nobody around that does any of the, the, the laser tumblers, at least not posted or listed anywhere that I know of. Now that we have some sign people and some stuff like that, yeah. but that's not really the market I'm shooting for. Uh, I, I'm shooting for the tumblers because that's a quick turnaround and very, yeah. I shouldn't say easy money, but it's, it's good money with not a whole lot of work. It's just time. Uh, so you think we don't want to go out and run the CNC a lot because we don't want to get dirty this night or whatnot. Well, the fiber laser is 
it's not dirty, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to change. You don't have to prep yourself. You don't have to wear a respirator. It's There's just, no sawdust, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's a very clean uh, setup. I mean, granted, it's still in my garage with everything else, but if I wanted to move it to my basement and vent it outside, I sure could. Uh, it's, it's very easy work. Is it the same venting like a CO2? Uh, yeah. So I use actually the same. I have an AC Affinity 8-inch uh, uh, fan, and I pull everything out from that. Um, I want to do something. I want to try it out, right? This is the first first podcast, so uh, you know this could flop. We'll see how it goes. I want to do something. It's a little bit of a game. It's going to be called Yes or No. Okay. So the rule is, it's just it's real simple. You just have to say yes or no, and uh, you know maybe maybe we'll see kind of at the end. We'll just kind of do it uh, and see how it goes, and maybe we'll edit it out if it doesn't work. But uh, all right, so yes or no, and we'll give you one hard pass, okay? So if you want to say like hard pass, Oof. okay, okay, you have no idea what's coming at you. All right, no, no I'm scared as can be. So let's do it like this: we'll go Trey, Rod, Pete, okay? Trey, Rod, Pete. We'll just go around like that. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna grab these out of the imaginary fish bowl, and so. Uh, We'll see what happens. Okay. So they're either going to be a statement or just a little phrase. And you just say yes or no or hard pass. And you only can say hard pass once. Chamfer is better than roundover, Trey. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're just, these are the warm up ones. (laughs) I voted yes on roundovers for one reason because a lot of stuff I do is children's furniture. So I need those rounded, oh, uh, you know, handles and stuff like that. So that's why I say roundover better than chamfer because ninety percent of the stuff I do all has a roundover. Um, I have put away the sprayer without cleaning it. Yes. Yes. No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Instagram reels. Yes. Yes, I'm hooked. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's all I do. All right. What's interesting is I, you know, six months ago we would all probably had a different answer <laughs> to that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me skip down here. Okay. Painted walnut. No. Absolutely not. All right. Good. All right. We can continue. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got a couple that more. That also applies to stained walnut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never. <laughs> Flathead screws. Mm. No. No. Uh, so that's the opposite of Phillips, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. The, sing- the, yeah. the single-slotted That's screw? how often you use them. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't use them. <laughs> the only place you see those are on outlets, right? That's yeah, pretty much. And the well, that's it. So the, yeah, those yeah. things are impossible. For me, yeah. license plate bolts too. I see a lot there you of go. those. Oh, yeah. TikTok voiceovers. No. I don't know what that is. Good. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Do you mean like you're commenting on somebody else's post or No, it's like these things where they where they somebody else is talking and then you're like doing a, a milli vanilli over it. 
Oh, you know no. who Milli Vanilli is. So you're, mouth, you're, mouthing, you're mouthing the vocals to somebody else's stuff, and it just uh, it, it becomes oh, kind God. of a train wreck Nobody sometimes. wants to see those. Okay, we, we need to stop that trend. Uh, trends okay. in general, man. I can't even watch TikTok. There's so many trends. Oh. Every time I hear the same audio, I just swipe as fast <laughs> as I can. I know. God, yeah. Sorry. I have a hate-hate relationship with TikTok, but it's it's kind of it feels like one of those necessary evils. Pocket holes. Yes. 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 What about you, Matt? You haven't answered any of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should I should probably play, huh? I should probably. Yeah. Okay, let's go back into it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so pocket holes, yes, is, is yes for me. Overpriced a project because you didn't like the client. Yes. Yes. I don't have clients. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Keep fighting the good fight, Pete. Yeah. I'm a yes. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. Yes. Yeah. I, and I've actually gotten the job. So oh, I overpriced ouch. it, and I still got the job. Yeah. Oh, did did it make up for it? No, no, no. I have a no. thing called a PETA charge, and uh, it, and it happened after I gave somebody an uh, an estimate, and I could just tell that they were going to be difficult. I gave them the estimate, and they're, they're like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, we we, we want to go with it, but do you offer a military discount?" What am I going to say to that? So I'm like, yeah, I guess I, I can do a military discount. I'll knock 10% off or something. I was like, it's going to come out of my labor, you know, try to like put that out there. And like, okay, great. Thanks. So I got the job and I hated it. It was just miserable. They, they loved the product at the end, but it was just like one of those things like nothing went right during the whole job. And uh, so after that job, I if I get the wrong impression from somebody, I put in a PETA charge. P-I-T-A. Sounds for pain in the... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, we're going to go with uh, one more question, and uh, really the points don't matter anyway, so nobody's <laughs> going Had to sand an entire project down after painting or priming it or finishing it because you forgot to sand first? No. no. Not for that reason, no. Mm. No. Yes. Is, is that a yes <laughs> from that? <laughs> so we know where these are coming from. <laughs> uh, Yes. Uh, so you guys are not my people. That's fine. That's fine. You guys are better than me. <laughs> Cut something twice and it was still too short. I'm just yes. kidding. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, gosh. Yes. All right. You are my people. You're welcome back into the community. You can come back to the lounge anytime. Hey, thanks so much for listening, you guys. You can find Pete on Instagram at PeteSquare23. Trey is at Handcrafted by Trey. Rod is at The Mountain Makers. And I am at Voltner Woodworking, all on Instagram. All of our links will be posted in the show notes. Come back next week and hear the four of us talk about working with brands and social media. We'll also hear about Pete's Lego sorter. Uh, Rod uh, also shared what happened to his previous account and why he had to start over. And Trey talks about how he incorporates his family into his builds. It's going to be another great show, so make sure that you are uh, following along and that you have saved uh, our episodes into your podcast player. And make sure that you're sharing. And you can find uh, our show on Instagram as well as Facebook, and that is going to be at Maker Lounge Podcast. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.